is December 22nd, 2020, and we are one day in to the new era. I don't feel different, do you? <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited. We have Saturn and Jupiter with, they met up, these two heavy hitter planets met up in Aquarius yesterday, signifying, you know, uh, uh, this age of Aquarius, this new evolution. And it is exciting, right? But we're also like in our houses. Most of us are anyway. Um, and you know, I think these things, they are not about like you wake up and everything is different. It it is just an invitation to arrive, um, from a new vantage point. And I, again, I'm not an astrologer, but I am very much a astrology enthusiast as I pay attention to these things. And I would love to encourage you to think about what you were doing in 1991, if you were alive then, because I was. And um, (laughs) I remember I was 14. And what the thing that has struck me is how these passages of time can come up in cycles and waves and come up to haunt you. And it's very interesting as well because Saturn and Aquarius, you know, now is also, you know, going to be opposing my Saturn and Leo. Why I'm telling you this is just these revelations that I had, which was pretty wild. So bear with me here. A couple weeks ago, I started to have the, like this old injury reappear. Now this injury, I was in a car accident. I was driving. I, uh, I wrapped a 1979 Camaro around a tree and I have not felt this injury since I moved to California in 2006. And I, I really like attributed it to not being in the cold weather anymore. What is insane to me is that I did the math on when that accident happened. And would you believe that it was 1991? I was 14 years old. Yeah, I know. I was 14. I was driving a 1979 Camaro. I told you all I have a very, (laughs) very upsetting childhood. There was a, (laughs) but we won't get into that right now, why I was driving, but I was driving and I hit the tree. Now, also, if you've heard me over time, you know that like this thing with me and trees is a reoccurring thing. Um, It also occurred to me that was the first time I tried to drive a car into a tree on purpose, which is something that I also did when I was 33, but in Los Angeles. Anyway, I cannot help but think that Saturn in Aquarius is related or is bringing this thread. And that led me down an even deeper rabbit hole. I'm, um, if you're into astrology, I'm a South Node Aries, North Node Libra. South Node Aries is like notorious, like, you know, warrior battle, all that stuff. And I can't tell you how many times 
in my life that I've had memories or visions of being like kamikaze missions, you know, things like that, where evil, like daredevil, uh, evil Knievel type stuff. And um, anyway, I've been in this place of straddling the living and the dead my whole life, you know? I've had three near-death experiences, and I, I never looked at the 14-year-old one as a near-death. I just wanted it to stop. And what's interesting to me is that's when Saturn went into Aquarius, and it was there for, like, you know, a few years or whatever. And those were, like, pinnacle moments for me. Those were defining moments of me getting my freedom from the kind of horror show I was living. Because a couple of years later, I moved out at 16. So I'm just like fascinated by what the heck is going to happen now. So yeah, I don't know, maybe do your own little history archiving and think about what you were doing in 1991. You know, also this with it being opposing my natal Saturn in Leo, which also opposes my, it's directly opposing my ascendant in Aquarius. Um, I found, I found my band from early 2000s EP and I have not seen that again. It's another thing I haven't seen since then. And I looked and I popped it into the CD player in my car and it was like, oh my gosh, 2004 from March. And I looked that up and I was like, that was the beginning of my Saturn return. And how funny I'm hearing myself singing on my Saturn return to where I am today. I just love this stuff. It's so, it's so wild to me how you can see, you know, what was going on, but see it with a distance. And, um, I think listening to some of the lyrics and the things that I was singing about, like, I understand them in a different way now. I thought I would be really like cringing, like from what I was, you know, hearing, but like actually wasn't, I just like felt like a nostalgia for like, oh my God, you were so naive, but also you were so like not listened to. <laughs> you cared far too much. Um, anyway, the whole thread though, it, it got me thinking and maybe think about this for yourself too, like, it, it started to bring me down this rabbit hole of all of the times that I had taken chances because I was notorious for uprooting and leaving and being brave. Always. I was never afraid to take a risk or a leap of faith. I did not care. I didn't care if I died. I didn't care if I lived. It was such a different time. And I have to say in the last four years, I have, I've been too afraid to move like physically, literally, metaphorically. I mean, I have been utterly stunted into not wanting to make a mistake so much so that I almost forgot who I was, you know? And it's wild. I That got me going even further down the rabbit hole and being like, 
okay, well, there's something here that's stopping me from making a decision. There's something here that's stopping me from moving in a direction. Shit, I couldn't even dye my hair like the last, you know, nine months because of fear of doing the wrong thing. Who is that person? That is not me. And I thought maybe it's the pandemic, maybe it's this, but I wonder, I wonder going down the rabbit hole if my inability to make a fucking decision has to do with something that I'm regretting. And I was wrapping my mind around like, what could I possibly be regretting or what wound is uh, showing up in this moment for me that I'm so afraid of making the wrong decision. And I couldn't think of a damn thing in my current life, but then I flash back to that memory again. The kid, the 14 year old kid driving the fucking Camaro. (laughs) And, you know, I, I realized a couple of things. One, I need to do some soul retrieval because 14-year-old me is still at the scene, you know, pissed. Pissed because she had to drive this stupid fucking car. Pissed because nobody um, respected her space or her anything. <laughs> so here I am. And then I go down deeper and I realize that there is like something even deeper and maybe I'll talk about it another time because I still am trying to wrap my head around this whole idea of if you're into like aliens in Atlantis, like, hey, it's going to get weirder here. I know I talk about this stuff. I hint at this stuff and I, 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 I'm going to go there more um, as I get comfortable with my words. But I realize that this is a wound that is so ancient that it is not just my lifetime. It's really, really beyond. It's really closer to my first incarnation ever, which, you know, is another story. Because I think we all emulate from a first incarnation. And I do offer um, on my Teachable a, you know, a timeline, like a magic and power timeline healing and bring you um, to four different lifetimes and the very like last one that you go to is your first incarnation ever so it's pretty potent to see your source energy and where you come from no matter how old soul you are or how new you are anyway I need to do some soul retrieval work I need to kickstart gears and that's why like two days ago I think with the encouragement of a friend, I was like, oh, that's the other thing, right? Like I said, with the hair, um, I just, I've been buying all these different hair dyes, right? And just like stockpiling them and bleach and all this stuff. But like, I used to dye my hair all the time, all the time, every friggin' color, I didn't care, but, um, I couldn't even do that. So I just like, I think in honor of like the grand conjunction, I like pulled the trigger a couple days ago and just like dyed my hair green because I needed some momentum. (laughs) But yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm telling you this because I think maybe if you're having a hard time moving forward or making a decision, and if you've been someone like me who's always 
been eager to change things up, shake it up and not afraid, but then suddenly you find yourself in like, like just unable to move or decide that maybe there is something you need to go deeper in and look at and go, okay, like I am being held by the back of the shirt because there's something that I regret. Okay. And I think a big part of me for me is I don't, (laughs) I don't regret anything that I've done in my life. Okay. I will say that confidently. Do I wish things were different or yeah, it would have been nice, but I wouldn't be who I am today without them. And I hope that you can find some compassion for yourself. If you're listening to this, if there are things that you think you regret, um, The beautiful thing about having things that maybe you don't feel good about or you regret is you can always find a way to do better. That's learning. And I mentioned this before, but like we've got to be better about like letting people fuck up and learn. Okay. I just see too much um, projected anger and upset stockpiled onto the wrong people, places, and things, you know, give yourself that permission to give someone a little bit of space to grow and hold them in that growth. Okay. So yeah, I got an email asking me to talk about ethics personal ethics in general and practicing witchcraft and magic and I've talked about it before about what I believe about readings and stuff and I think readings are private you know between you and your person but if you want to share them like that's on you you know I don't think it's the reader's business to share your business but also okay so when it comes to magic what do I think here's what I think and some people might not be into it I personally, for the most part, I do not, I don't, I don't believe like, I I believe that they, you know, they work and people do these things all the time. Right. Um, but I personally do not do love spells. Um, if you're going to do love spells, I think maybe do some self love spells, that kind of thing. And it's the same thing with like hexing people and stuff like that. I am, I'm not a person that does like castings on people uh and like but I won't say that I've never done it or that I won't do it I'm just saying it's it is not in me to to do that like just because um the the times that I have done hexing or casting was usually um it was self-defense you know and it wasn't even hexing casting it was self-defense actually which is another thing that I I used to teach um when we could meet in person, there was a couple of times I taught a psychic self-defense class. I actually am going to work on putting something together for you all like online, but for psychic self-defense, because I think psychic self-defense is majorly important. And I think if you're someone that's like all love and light and you think there isn't weird shit thrown around, like you're naive or you're false light or you're gaslighting people, <laughs> so, you know, I think psychic self-defense is, is an important um, thing to know. Okay. And, um, but yeah, I don't, I think ethically, if you are just casting bad 
juju or bad energy at people because I don't like what you're doing, you know, or you have what I want. Like, I think that that stuff really comes back to haunt you. And I, and I would say this, like I see people, um, and there's been prominent people, you know, that like do like weird, like tethering to people that follow them or people that they teach and they feed off of their energy. And that is so unethical to me, you know, um, and creepy, but also you can kind of see it like on their own. They have nothing to stand on on their own, their face, their age. Like they just, it, it starts to age them and they look tired, you know, um, because that stuff comes back to haunt you. You know, um, there, there is no exchange without an exchange, if you know what I mean. So, um, you know, that's just my, my gripe on it. Um, again, I'm all for look, abundance rituals, self-love rituals, um, like happy, healthy home rituals, you know, anything where you're pouring like, like from a full cup, you know, to create more of a full cup and more generosity and things like that, I think is really great. I think if you're doing manipulative magic, it's the same thing when it comes down to like manifesting, right? Like you have to look at like what you're, there's like three ways you can manifest. It's like you can either manifest because you, gen, you know, not because you're like, I need that to be fulfilled, but like, you're just like, it would be cool to have that. It would be cool to like, have this experience. And then there is manifesting that kind of pushes you in the direction of like thinking that it's going to validate you if you have this thing and, you know, and it's manipulation as well. So I want you to really, and that was something else that like I've been thinking about and that I, you know, Yes, there are things that, and I'm excited about this new era because the things that used to, people used to think would make them have a fulfilled life is like, they're starting to realize that those aren't the things that's not a fulfilled life. That's not going to give you validation. What you have to offer. And I think this is for a lot of people, what they're realizing you have you to offer your unique presence your unique wisdom and gifts is what, what you're here for. And there is that phrase, like what is for you will not pass you. And I am a firm believer in that. Yeah. It might suck when you see other people getting the thing that you think you want because you're hurt and you're hurt because you think I needed that because that's going to validate me. I needed that because that was going to tell me it was all worth it. And maybe it's time to shift perspectives on viewing what validates us because your partner's not going to validate you. Your job's not going to validate you. Your pet's not going to validate you. Your career is not going to validate you unless you can validate you. So start thinking about it like that. And maybe, you know, if you're having trouble manifesting the things that you want, maybe start with the feeling. And I know people, they talk about that. It's like, you have to feel into it first and build your confidence because you will manifest things that you want, but is it going to make you feel the thing that you want to feel? What if it doesn't? What if it doesn't and you're back at square one again? 
it's okay if it doesn't, but maybe it's got to, you got to go deeper with what you're asking. Why, right? Why you're, why you're needing it. So like, I've been obsessed with this idea of like, okay, like I really need to get verified, whatever, right? Thinking that, oh, this will validate my work. This will validate me and all the struggle and all of the years that I did this shit and nobody cared or people made fun of me and now it's like trendy and nobody will give me the time of day <laughs> because I I don't fit into some category and, you know, so maybe this will this will validate me. And it really, like, I realized I was hopping on that train of thinking like, oh, this little thing's gonna validate me. That's not going to validate me. Come on. I really see that now. I realized that I was, I was like on a runaway train with that thing, that thought process. So now I really do have to just release it. Like that doesn't validate me. Having the connections with the people that I get to speak with, that I have the honor of holding space for, that, that's what it's about. That doesn't, and that doesn't validate me either. That just like, it's like I fucking showed up and I did what I could do the best that I could. And I was able to help someone see their own brilliance. Wow. That the, me helping you see you, that makes it all worth it. Especially when I think back to that 14-year-old kid who people couldn't see what she had to offer. So on that note, be kinder to yourselves, be kinder to others. Think about what you're regretting. Think about what regret or wound is holding you back from just doing the thing that you're like, is going to bring you joy. The thing that's going to be like, it make life fun again. Because we know fun is a little bit challenging right now, but we got to get back there. We got to start one foot in front of the other. And ask yourself what you can set an intention for today that feels like it, it's a support of your joy. Okay? Have a good one, everybody. Take care and blessed be. Mm-hmm.